Have you ever been excited about a big idea or felt motivated to act on a cause that really lights a fire beneath you? But then the fear of judgment, not knowing the next steps and just overall self-doubt get in your way? Then you are in the right place. Hello friends and welcome to Driving Well Indigenous. I'm your host, Jill Featherstone. In this podcast, we will hear from movers and shakers and change makers who are out there doing the work and have come to share their stories to help make our journeys just a little bit more easier. So buckle up and let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome to Driving Well Indigenous, the podcast. All right, big question. So what the heck does driving well Indigenous mean? Well, I'm not going to pretend to have a definition or an answer. And I'm definitely not going to pretend that I made it up myself because I didn't. So one day I was in a workshop. I was facilitating a workshop. And one of the attendees, whose name is Blake, was talking about the challenges and hardships that we face as Indigenous people, just trying to navigate through the world and all of the difficulties that we face and so many things that we try to do. And he described it using the term, it's like driving while Indigenous. When he said that, it just hit me. It resonated within my soul. And I just started laughing because it just struck me. That term has stayed with me ever since. Gives you such a a metaphor for so many of the things that we face. You know, whether it's just being followed around a store. Shoppers Drug Mart is notorious for being followed around in. From being pulled over for no reason. Being discriminated against just because you're Indigenous. Being judged prejudged, not being given equal treatment, or not even being given equal compassion. That's actually a big one. I got to make note of that because I can do a whole episode alone on how, you know, we don't receive even proper compassion when we go into healthcare facilities. It's a term that could describe so, so, so many, so many things that we face as Indigenous people. And it's also being underestimated, undermined, underrepresented, It's just so many things, but I didn't want to use this podcast to give any more energy to all of the challenges that we faced because you already know that it is a Canada-wide phenomenon that we as Indigenous peoples are mistreated and have been beat down in every way and continue to get beat down by systematic racism and subjugation. What I wanted to do with this podcast is to highlight and showcase Indigenous individuals who are chasing their dreams in the face of adversity. Because as Indigenous people, we all face this extra layer of challenges in everything that we do. Very few of us have been born into wealth or entrepreneurism. We don't inherit, haven't inherited businesses, you know, and many of us are first generation educated. Some of us are second generation educated, but I can tell you that it doesn't go too much further than that because I still know a lot of elders out there that can tell you that they are the very first in their community to have done something extraordinary. For example, they can tell you that they are the first Indigenous person to be hired in a business or they are the first Indigenous woman to be hired in their community or hired in this certain organization. So there are still so many, so many firsts among Indigenous people. Or they were the first Indigenous person to be hired in their field, or they were the first person to be admitted into the Faculty of Medicine. And, you know, these people are still with us today. So we're definitely not a culture that hasn't made or has had it easy in the things that we've attempted to do. And, you know, when we're chasing our dreams, we've always been met with an extra layer of challenges. 
we continue to be met with those challenges. So what I would like to do with this podcast is to give people a platform, not only to celebrate the, their accomplishments and their achievements, but to allow them to be able to share their stories with us so that when we go off and we set out to chase our own dreams, that we can learn from others before us. We can hear their stories and take what we need and to help each other learn and to grow and to really build, you know, strength in numbers, to be able to support one another as we set out in our own journeys. So I've been doing workshops now for probably about eight or nine years, and I've met so many people. And, you know, in the beginning of a workshop, when you have to introduce yourself and you have to tell, you know, who you are, a lot of people will just, you know, they'll state their name and then they'll state the job that they do. And then by the end of the workshop, after we've spent a few days together, that's when you really get to know somebody. When you talk to them, that's when you hear their passions and what they really want to be doing in life. That's when it all comes out. And it's just so beautiful to listen to because people will tell you all of the things that they're that they're doing, whether their passions are in beadwork, in helping people, in fundraising, building, working with their hands. Maybe some people are aspiring musicians and you don't find that out about them right away when I hear all of these things and I'll ask them like well why don't you pursue it further and there's always this fear and this just this fear of the unknown because they don't know how to get ahead and they don't know how to go about doing these things you know it's sometimes it's just a foreign concept because we feel like we're supposed to be doing this. We're supposed to be working in the nine to five job. We're supposed to be working in this organization or being a teacher or being a nurse or being a construction worker. But we're never really told, why don't you follow your passion? Why don't you tell us what you like and you tell us what you want to do so that we can encourage you to follow your dreams and chase your dreams? Like we don't get that. When you're able to follow your passion and live your dreams and your purpose, you know, it just feeds your soul and it feeds you with so much happiness. With this podcast, I really want to highlight people that are chasing their passions and so that they could inspire other people who are out there and want to do the same thing. And before I get ahead of myself, I just want to back up and I just want to describe, you know, what a passion is. So sometimes a lot of people think that passion, you know, is a thing. It's a thing that we do. It's something that we like. But passion isn't a noun. It's not a thing. Passion is a feeling. So it's the feeling that we get when we're doing something that we love. It's the feeling that we get when we're doing something that excites us. It's that feeling, you know, when there's a, a fire lit beneath you and you just want to dive into whatever it is that you're doing. And, you know, passion, it feeds your soul, even though it takes so much work, it never feels like work, even though it takes money to do it never, you know, it, that money isn't a factor because you enjoy it so thoroughly that it doesn't matter how much money it takes to accomplish. It doesn't, how, it doesn't matter how much work it takes to do. It just never feels like work because you just enjoy it so much. So that's what a passion is. It's that feeling when you find, when you experience that feeling, you know, follow it further and see where it takes you. So I have a passion for writing and I recently published my first novel. It is called The Tale of Tiger Lily. It took me seven years to write and actually the idea started when I was in my early 20s. I had such a passion for writing but I was never encouraged to write. You know I was never told that I could be a writer. 
if I ever wrote something good in school, I was always questioned, you know, I was always questioned, well, did you write this? Or where did you get this from? Because it was done so well that they automatically assumed that I had to have plagiarized. I almost got kicked out of school, the university level four times because they kept on accusing me of plagiarism because there was just no way that this young indigenous girl was uh, is capable of producing such quality writing. And each and every time I had to defend myself and defend my work. But, you know, not once when somebody read anything that I wrote, did they ever say, wow, that's really good. You should be a writer. You know, it was always met with shock and surprise. I had to encourage myself and tell myself that I could do it. And I even had to stop telling other people around me because when I would tell, you know, family and friends that I wanted to write a book, you know, they would laugh at me and think that I was being silly or just kind of dis just be really dismissive and not think that I could actually do it. But I want to show more people that you can, you can do these, you can have big dreams, you can tackle these really big tasks and be successful in the end. If there is any way that I could help somebody's writing journey along, then, you know, I'm all for it. I will share everything I know if I can. And I also want to encourage that of our other entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, writers, Anybody that's doing anything, please share your story and help others help clear that path because our pathways aren't, you know, we don't have these yellow brick roads to follow. Like we're weaving our own paths. We're pushing through the weeds and sometimes going blindly in the dark, trying to figure out what the next step is and then what the next step is after that. Because really that's how I used to feel so many times is I never knew what my next step was. I never knew. I always felt like I was in the dark. I never knew what I was going to do, but I just kept on telling myself, just put one foot in front of the other. Just keep moving forward. You'll figure it out. And, you know, along the way, I was fortunate enough to, you know, have people come into my life when I needed them and learn different skills as I needed along my journey to becoming a published author. There's so many people that are out there willing to help. And this can be a great platform to be able to provide that help in one space instead of us looking for it all over and all over social media and stuff. And I got to tell you, I just get so excited when I hear about people, you know, and people tell me their dreams and, you know, the things that they want to do or the things that they're already doing. Like there's so many people that have side businesses and home businesses, you know, they're making ribbon skirts. They're having plate sales out of their home. They're selling their beadwork or they're selling their services or their crafts, their arts and their crafts. And that just makes me so excited because it just speaks true to who we are as indigenous people. It's like we were creative. We used our hands and we did things for purpose. Everything that we did was for purpose. We weren't supposed to be tied down to the nine to five, Monday to Friday grind, where we're stuck in jobs that we absolutely hate. That isn't our way and it's unnatural. So then when I see people that are forging their own way and getting back to their creativity and providing for themselves in a way that, that makes them happy and that feeds their soul, it's almost like, you know, that blood memory is coming out. I so encourage people, if something is feeding your passion, and your soul, follow it, harness it, grab hold of it, and don't let it go. It's calling to you. You know, I wish that somebody would have told me who I could be, you know, that I had the right to dream big, or that it was okay for me to dream big. You know, it would have saved me from so many things that I felt weren't meant for me. 
I had to take the long way in so many avenues of my life and I had to take on jobs and professions that weren't for me because, you know, I was trying to conform to what society was telling me that I had to do. And I feel that if I were told that I could follow my dreams and do what makes me happy, then I would have entered into the field of writing a long time ago. I would have started my workshops a long time ago. I do motivational workshops for Indigenous youth and young people. Maybe now I should actually tell you a little bit about who I am and my background. So, you know, when we are introduced, every time we're introduced somewhere, we have to send off a bio. So you get introduced on the big stage or you're zooming into a conference and you always have to introduce, like you have to send off a bio. Well, every time I get my bio read, I just kind of have this like, it's kind of like imposter syndrome moment where I feel like, oh my God, they're about to read my bio. This is not me. This is some other person. I don't even know who this person is. Yet when they're reading it off, this is everything that I've accomplished and everything I've done. However, it just does not feel authentic and it doesn't feel like me. So I'm going to read you my bio just for those of you that don't know who I am already, just so that you can get a little bit of a glimpse into my background. And then and then I'm going to talk about who I really am. So when my bio is read, it says Jill Featherstone is a mother of five and stepmom to three. She is a wife, a grandmother, a university professor, an author, an entrepreneur, and a proud member of the Mississippi Cree Nation in northern Manitoba. For the first half of her career, Jill taught grade school, was a guidance counselor and an acting principal. Then in 2011, after obtaining her master's degree in guidance and counseling, Jill went on to become a university professor teaching in the Bachelor of Education program for University College of the North in Northern Manitoba. She has been named Brandon University's Outstanding Young Alumni, Manitoba's Aboriginal Educator of the Month, CBC Manitoba's Future 40 Under 40, and has spoken at events for Indigenous peoples all over the world, notably in places such as Hawaii, Arizona, and all across Canada. In 2013, she began writing her novel, The Tale of Tiger Lily, inspired by the character created by J.M. Barrie's 1929 play Peter Pan. In Jill's rendition, she takes us back in time into the world of the fictitious Piccaninny tribe and into the mind of the young Tiger Lily as she comes of age. In this relatable story, Jill blends cultural resonance with a classic tale and boldly rewrites an old age narrative. Jill is also the founder of Featherstone Support Services, a business which provides motivational workshops for Indigenous youth and young adults. She has traveled extensively throughout the North, helping Indigenous youth and young adults find the motivation, courage and confidence to further their education or enter into the workforce. To date, she has worked with over 5,000 youth and trained over 200 service providers in her signature workshop, Awaken the Spirit. Jill is deeply committed to helping Indigenous young people uncover their strengths and build their confidence so that they can proudly write their own narrative. So by the time that that's read off, you know, wherever I am, the imposter syndrome sets in and I'm like, no, that's not really me. Because, you know, they're forgetting the part where it says Jill is also a tired mom who most nights watches Netflix and folds laundry. <laughs> and that's really what I want to say, because that's what it is like most days in my life where I am sitting there with mounds of laundry, cleaning that needs to get done, dishes waiting for me in the sink. And but I'm sitting there and I have all of these big dreams and I'm trying to figure out where am I going to find the time to do all of the things that I want to do? Because I have to be a mom first. 
I have to put food on the table. I have to get these bills paid. You know, I have to be all of these things. So everything that I want to do for myself, you know, it comes last. And sometimes that's who we forget about in our bios is who's the real person behind all of these accolades and all of these accomplishments. And, you know, that person, that tired mom who knows that there's something out there, something bigger waiting for her or him. That's the person that I want to speak to. This podcast is for you because you're my people. You have big dreams. You have big hopes. You have big aspirations. And you know that there's something bigger out there waiting for you. And but you just don't know how to attain it. You don't have the guidance. You don't have the know-how and the steps. If I can help in any way, then I hope that this podcast will inspire you or motivate you or give you some of those missing tools that you need in order to chase your dreams or to pursue something that you want to do. So in this podcast, you know, we're going to hear from all types of people. We're going to hear from Indigenous entrepreneurs. We're going to hear from athletes. We're going to hear from musicians, from artists, and from people that have had to overcome some really big challenges. And those are the people that we're going to listen to. And those are the people that we're going to learn from. And together in this podcast, we are going to help each other give a whole new term to driving while Indigenous. So thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you tune into this podcast every week. And please search me out on social media. I'm on Instagram at underscore Jill underscore Featherstone. I'm also on Facebook at Jill Featherstone. And you can find me at www.jillfeatherstone.com. I am now on TikTok and I'm having fun with that. But really, I am just inviting you to connect with me and to listen into the podcast, to tell your friends about it. And maybe one day you'll be a guest. So until next week, bye for now. Thank you for listening. And I hope you were able to find a takeaway from this episode. Don't forget to share with a friend who may need some motivation today or share on your social media and inspire all your friends. And if you'd like some live inspiration, join us on December 2nd in Winnipeg at our live event. Just visit www.jillfeatherstone.com for details. Bye for now.